Hello, I'm Tina Self, and welcome to my podcast. I'm super excited to have a friend of mine, Jazz Kelly, with me today. She is the girl on drums, and Jazz Kelly is a professional drummer, entertainer, and model originally from Carleton, Georgia. She grew up playing drums in church and received her first taste of national exposure when she began traveling with her college music program. She's a graduate from the unsinkable Albany State University, where she was the first woman to successfully earn a degree in music performance and education. She currently has played for the national, for the NBA's Atlanta Hawks, the Major League Baseball's Atlanta Braves, the National Football League's Atlanta Falcons, J. Cole, Jermaine Dupree, ESPN, Olay, Porsche, and many more. She's also the artist relations of Shed Tracks, which is a well-known resource in the drumming community for drumless play along tracks. She's passionate about serving the community, especially girls and women, to empower them to operate at their highest beings and to be comfortable with who they were created to be. So Jazz, welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I have to give all uh, like an honor back to you guys. I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, and uh, I think that it needs to be more people in the world like you. Um, so wow. yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love you guys all the way over there. Oh, we love you too. Thank you so much. And we do miss you, but I'm glad that, you know, I can see you right now through Zoom and everything and, and that you can uh, be with me today to share your story, which is amazing, like a God Thank story, you. definitely. And I know you've got so much to share, you know, uh, but I've been talking about going for it, you know, taking those steps of when you know that it's something you're passionate about or that God has purposed you to do in this earth, like there's a beginning point and there's a starting point. So tell us about how you started in the world of, of drums and entertaining and all the great things that you're doing right now. Yeah, so um, I've been playing drums since I was about five or six. Um, I started out singing first, actually, and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. My, aunt, my great my great aunt, is she sings, and she grew up singing and stuff. So I was in the choir first, and um, but I was always drawn to music, but there's like this one specific rehearsal where one of my cousins got on the drums after, and um, he played a simple beat, and I remember it very vividly, and it was like, dude, check, 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 do <laughs> It's almost like identical to the uh, lip gloss um, by Lil Mama. <laughs> My lip gloss is my Except for he didn't have the symbol part in it. And so I remember seeing him do that groove and it was like a, an immediate download. And I was just like, I can do that. Literally, wow. I was like, I just like, this is easy. And from that moment, I started telling everybody that I know, hey, I can play the drum. <laughs> and so... My parents thought that I was a habitual liar and that they were going to put me in some kind of boot camp or something. And they thought that they had just failed themselves as parents because I was going around lying just for no reason. And, you know, you don't do that in the church, especially the old school Baptist church. And so um, 
once I started doing that, it got to the point where it was like obnoxious. Everywhere wow. I would go, anybody I could tell, I would tell it, even to the point where I would interrupt my parents' conversations if they were talking to someone. I'd be like, excuse me, mister. Hey, I play the drums. And they're like, oh, really? Then my parents literally, when they was like, you need to stop going around telling that lie. <laughs> it's like, and my response was, well, I can do all things. Christ who strengthens me. That's right. It's safe to say that it was borderline between I'm about to backhand you, but I don't really know if I can because I like, told you to be this way. And so <laughs> I didn't get backhanded, but it was very stiff in the car. <laughs> very stiff. There were no words after. It was just like, yeah. all right. You were speaking uh, it into existence. <laughs> yeah, and so literally about a few weeks later, the church had a big celebration going on. I don't remember if it was like a church anniversary or something of that nature, but um, Baptist churches, you know, back home, you have a, a celebration. They're hiring the best of the best musicians. They're all the church, our surrounding churches are coming to that one place. It's like a big celebration. Yeah. And that night, my godparents just so happened to be um, hosting. But also, for some reason, there wasn't a drummer in that night. There was a, a organ player and stuff, but there was no drummer. So I'm like, yeah, this is my job. And yep. I'm sitting in the middle of the crowd, like in the back. Like, and I don't know the organ player, and the organ player don't know me. He was walking to me today, and I wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> that, like, it was that random. And the organ player looks at me from the audience and gives me, like, this head nod to come up here. He's like, wow. And so my other aunt that's sitting behind me was like, let the girl go up and play. I've never <laughs> touched a drum before in my life. I never crazy. held drumsticks. Wow. Tell you the names of the pieces of the drum kit. Never. Wow. And so... My other aunt who's sitting on the side is like not saying anything. She's not blessing. And so offering time comes and for everyone listening in the old school churches back home, offering time, you walk around and put it in the bucket. So yes. I already made my plot that I was going to be like, you know, I'm just going to tell her I'm going to go speak to the organ player, but I'm going to do it really fast. <laughs> so I literally was like, hey, I'm going to go see the organ player. I'll be right back. Bye. As I'm saying that, I'm already like in motion. So it was like, if I get in trouble for this, whatever. And I get up there and I sit on the kit and I play. And it's wow. just like that simple. And not like a, oh, she's trying to figure out. It was like a no, just like a silent playing. Like, I can't even explain it. And, wow. you know, they had the shout mix during that, you know, back then, you know, churches, they, you know, everybody falling out. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. So after, <laughs> after they do all of that and stuff and the music is over, I was smaller then. So you couldn't see me because of how they had it set up. It's like a little banister covering it. I stand yeah. up and so I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? And then there's like an awkward silence. And then there's like, oh my God. Like, and they start clapping. And then my godfather was like, that's my child. That's my baby. And wow. Like, Sit down, you know, to be humble. But I was just like, I was only standing up so that y'all could see that it was me. So you could see it with me and know that I'm not lying. I don't have a problem. You got a problem. So yeah. And so I've been playing ever since. That's incredible. So you were what age? Five or six. That is incredible. And never picked up a drumstick ever before. That is incredible. So then obviously it was just this passion of yours that you, you went to school and decided to, hey, I want my degree in, in music. Well, and yeah. Yep. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> 
I was taking pre med classes first, so a lot of people what? don't know that about me. What? Wow. My parents were just like, "Oh, my baby's gonna go to school to be a doctor. You go to school to be a doctor, make you some good money." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go to school to be a doctor because that's what wow. I do. You, we engrave them without showing them how to move in purpose. Right. We wow. we literally teach them how to go after money instead of purpose. Not yeah. understanding wow. that when you go wow. after purpose, the money gonna come. The wow. money gonna come so much that it's gonna chase you down, and you won't even have to lift a finger. You just be. And um, but I didn't I'm know that man. then, and I was a I was a people pleaser. I was a parent pleaser. I was definitely that, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm healed enough to say that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But going through, I was in high school, and I remember taking this class, like a med class, and I convinced myself, I was like, I'm gonna go to school to be a cosmetic. Yeah, I even, I even try to convince myself like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, and it's gonna like be good because I'm helping people feel good about themselves because everybody don't got good smiles like they got jacked up teeth and that's low self esteem <laughs> and I'm gonna provide happiness. People are gonna feel good because they look good and that's that's great, right? It sounds yeah. good. And I'm in the class and I'm doing well and I'm like, yo, this this sucks. Like wow. this is trash. And at that moment, I think that was my junior year. I was like. I think I want to do music. I don't know how. Yeah. I was like, I want to go to music. And I remember college coming. They were trying to convince me to go to West Georgia. I'm like, listen, y'all got me messed up. I ain't staying in this city. I got to take it away. Wow. I love you guys. I got to go though. Got to go. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. And um, and trying That's to convince a- me to go to West Georgia, that just obviously pushed me more. But yeah, that was when I decided, you know, my parents were like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, mm. I don't know, music. And they were like, mm. well, how, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, music, I'll figure it out. Wow. So being the first female, the first woman to get this music degree, like, that is huge. And if you think about, you know, drummers that are out there, it really is a male's world. You know, the drumming world, there's a lot of male drummers. I mean, I know that, there are female drummers that exist, but predominantly it is male. So were there challenges, you know, um, being a female drummer, being a girl on drums? Like, was there challenges that you encountered? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, even coming from where I come from, because I went to an HBCU, which is a historically Black college and university. Yeah. And I made that decision because I, I grew up in a white city, you know, yeah. super small town, still racist, you know, yeah. but I was like, I've been with white people my whole life. Plus, I want to go be around us. Like, I want to be at a black yeah. school. I want to play the music that makes me move. Not wow. Like That's so good. You popper. Like, you know, and so yeah. that was my decision. <laughs> and when I, when I did that, I had who, people with my line brothers who had the background of being at the like show band style, the, the black band, they are like coming in like, I know I'm gonna get music fired. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, all I know is how to play is we will rock you. I can't sing and play at the same time. I can't dance and play at the same time. Uh, what, like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. That was my struggle. And then being on a, on a guy line, it was just very competitive, but I knew that I could not go home and be like, it didn't work out. It was like, this got to work, yeah. this got to work. Yeah. And just like, you know, being the only girl on the line, 
you just deal with a lot of things that you don't think that you have to deal with. And I know that I didn't notice it always, but the yeah. more I got into the professional side, the more I started to notice. So yeah. Like I remember working for a company where, uh, how do I say this? I remember working when I got my first like, contract. It was with a sports team. Yeah. That wasn't the Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So, I, disclaimer I love all of the sports teams here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I respect the Falcons, even though I'm not a fan, but there's that I yeah. for them. Um, <laughs> but, but when I first came in, my first big situation was the break. And I didn't plan on getting that. Like, so I got a, somebody reached out to me, one of their people who wasn't even in the entertainment department, told me, was like, yo, they got auditions for the drum line for the break. I think like you should come. And then she was like, you know, just from woman to woman and sister to sister, like yeah. they need more representation, not just yes. for women, but us too. Yes. So I was like, okay, yes. cool. And so at the time I was working at Starbucks. Yeah. That place. But I had like coming from world changers serving and basically working there but not working there yes. coming from that system of excellence and being developed as yes. a leader and not even knowing it to come into a workplace and like the person who's supposed to be over you is not acting as a leader in your life yeah how do you not know this stuff like yeah what y'all don't iron y'all tablecloths before y'all have an event you know like that kind of thing where the line's at where the line's at in the carpet like so I'm, I'm like OCD about these things now because that's just how that was how I started getting bread and yeah. Um, so coming from that and I, at Starbucks, my best friend had also moved to Atlanta at the time and she was off that day and I texted her I was like, "Yo, what you doing today?" And she was like, "Nothing," you know. Wow. I was like, "Man, somebody from the Braves is hitting me up like they sent me this." And I was like, "You trying to go?" She was like, "We can." I was like, "I ain't auditioning in a long time. I need to practice audition." Cause they train you to do that in college, like practice audition. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me go do that. She's like, okay, cool. Like I don't have nothing else to do. We can hang out. And at the time I didn't have a car, so that was like my only time to spend time with her. So um, shout out to that friend. <laughs> and then over there. So she comes and picks me up and I'm running out of the building. Cause I'm like, I smell like coffee and stank. I'm ready to go. Like you folks on my nerves. And we're getting to the building and I ended up connecting with one of my very, very, very good friends. He's like a brother now. Um, shout out to Daz. Jasmine Grisby, who is the owner of Exclusive Percussion. Um, I linked with him. He wow. was helping me get to the arena because I didn't know how to, I didn't know where I was from Carol wow. And we show up to the auditions and I'm walking in and it's like tons of people there. So I'm like, okay. And there's this one guy and my friend like reminds me, she was like, you remember that dude that was talking like hell is trash? She was like, I don't think he made it. But when we came in, he started talking to you right off the bill. I was like, man, I'm going to get me inspired. What you going to do? And I'm just like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't there, but because he started talking trash to me, it automatically turned on my triggers. So I was like, "All right, well, I'm here, so I'm not gonna leave." And that was right. my Wow. Ended up getting the first callback for the first round. They want me to come back wow. for the second round, and I ended up making it. Wow. And when I made it, I auditioned for a specific instrument. Yeah. And when I got there after the first game, that was not what I played. Wow. And so it wasn't the issue of the instrument. It was the issue of if I'm going to play a larger instrument, I am a woman, period. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I know my role. 
if I got to carry something heavier and I ain't did that in a long time, I wow. need to physically train for this. Y'all can't wow. just be like, oh, you got to play the 28-inch bass drum. My nigga, I can't hold that. <laughs> it's, it's 90 degrees here in Atlanta and we standing in the middle wow. of it and it's hot. So it's reflecting off of us. And so that was the thing. And so that was one issue. And then also, you know, like the uniform issue, like I'm a, I'm a smaller woman. So yeah. a lot of times I can't fit certain clothing. It's not that I don't want to, because we still working on thick sides because they say live. Okay. But yeah. until they deliver, <laughs> um, yeah. I needed a women's size shorts. And there was like a situation where like, well, um, your sister over here don't ask for, well, she built different. She got what I want and I ain't got it yet. And so the shorts, the men's size fit her. I ain't got right. it. I'm sorry. Wow. But don't. And there was a whole debacle. And I felt so like, there's a, like, that was a really dark moment for me because not only that, I had just moved to Atlanta. I have nowhere to stay. I was staying with my sister, wow. my on my other sister's yard day, staying with my best friend, sneaking out of the house, like back and forth before I made the jump. You know, it was just like chaotic. And then you got family who doesn't agree with your moves. And that was like the first time I heard God. I didn't know it was God, but I heard wow. God. And the moment I heard go and I went, I tried to get job offers from everywhere. Wow. I spent the whole summer applying for jobs that weren't even in my field. I sent so many emails that Google thought I was spam and locked me out of my email for like two days. Wow. So here you were. So here you were for this Atlanta Braves, you know, one of your really first big gigs that you said, I am here and I'm not going to lose. And in the midst of, you know, you, you know, what you said, you're kind of bouncing here, there, everywhere that, that you felt that you heard God say, go. How long ago was that? How long ago was that moment that God said, go? It's actually coming up. It's next month. It'll be, it'll be what, five years in August? Five years. Wow. So 26, 2016, I think. I don't know if I'm mathing right. Am I mathing right? Wow. 20, five years. Yep. Yep. So five years ago, you heard God say, go. And in five years, you've not only been with the um, Major League Baseball uh, drumming, but you've had all these other amazing, I mean, Oil of LA, um, the Falcons, the Hawks, like all these major things that you've been a part of. And so what, what has been like from that moment that God said go, like what has, I guess, that journey in itself been like? What's been some of your greatest moments or struggles or growth moments like good, bad, ugly? <laughs> I think it's crazy because I look back on it now and it's like nuts to me that I'm still alive yeah I mean literally like yeah. 2016 was super dark for me I mean extremely dark it was also extremely good because I was surrounded yeah. by love and I think that it's powerful like I, I literally have to give honor to Dr. Dollar and yes. Pastor Taffy and Pastor Ann, and yes. and Reese, and yes. you and PK, because 
if I didn't have world changers, I can't say that Come I would on. still be here. Come on. Come on. That's like, I'm being honest. Like My eyes are watering even saying that because yeah. I come from a background where I was mm. always working to be perfect. I was always working to please my oh, family. And it and it and that's it's nothing wrong with that, but it is something wrong with that. Because the moment that you do something that goes against the grain and doesn't make sense to them or the people who care about you, these people care. But when it doesn't make sense and they can't understand, then it's not good. And for yeah. me, my whole world fell apart. Wow. And 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 I, and and it fell apart because the people that I love, and I mean crazy, crazy about, who I'm still crazy about. Yeah. But I didn't have the wisdom that I had now. Mm. Wow. I thought it was me, and it wasn't me. And even wow. in me trying to honor them and not talking about what was going on because I didn't talk about it at all yeah. I barely even told my best friend because one I was embarrassed two I thought it was my fault three wow. I thought that like something was wrong with me and it was never anything Ooh. wrong with me it was it was people were dealing with things that they hadn't told me and that I didn't even know about but didn't know how to deal with it and I was the only target that was there to bring yeah. light and it didn't work wow. so I started moving at purpose and when you move in purpose God Come calls on. you, not everybody else. Come and sometimes on. there's going to be, well, there's not sometimes, there are seasons where there's a season of isolation and separation. And I call it the butterfly state because when you're a caterpillar, you literally eat yourself until you're full. If you go study the, the process of a caterpillar becoming yep. a butterfly, they literally have to die to themselves, take up their own cross, and go into darkness. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But before that, it was a darkness yep. that was above the earth. Yep. It was hovering yep. over us, over the waters. It was void. But in that space, he was creating. And that was my dark period. Like, I'm fresh out of college. Nobody's telling you that wow. you're going to be depressed. I didn't know about postpartum. I wow. was depressed and didn't know. Wow. That was why I was so goofy. And, and, yeah. and Reese allowed me to be that because yes. he knew that I was healing. And it's crazy because God will send people across the world in Australia <laughs> to tell <laughs> me something. And you're like, what? God, yeah. he'll send people that you don't even know, but he sent them to you and they'll know That's things. Right. Because That's before right. I even started saying with Reese, I hope she don't mind me telling this, um, God had already told her, like, it was like he had prepared a space for me. But wow. before she told me, I heard, and I didn't know, like, the, I didn't understand the voicing and how God speaks to you. I, I, something in me told me that she was going to say I could, I could come stay with her. Wow. And I wasn't even sure if I was going to do it. And my plan was, I'm going to stay a night. I'm going to spend a night and see how I feel. Oh. I'm going to, like, let my family know that I'm staying with my best friend just so they don't freak yeah. out. Because they're not going to understand that without I tell them. Yeah. And I packed up a bunch of clothes because I didn't know for sure out of fussing out about that you're looking down the street and wow. I'm trying to show you what's ahead and I'm just like man I just spent my last on an Uber and that was free and now I got wow. put my money and I got like less than $20 in my bank account and I got to figure out how to get the world changes north cross I missed the Uber because you're what? So, oh, and I'm like I don't have a job then either and so it was just really really dark and just still trying to be a good kid. I mean, you know, yeah. even though I'm an adult, a well-grown adult, in your 20s, you're an adult. But 
not have enough space to freely grow and heal. So 2016 and 2017, all of that was really, really rough. And I say yeah. that to say that it was a reason for that season because that developed me in the darkness. Come you know, on. Like, Come there on. were nights where I cried. I never cried so much in my life. Wow. Every night, it was tears. Wow. Every wow. single day. And I had never experienced that. And I'm just like, I don't, I was like, I told her, I was like, I want to stop crying, but I can't. I, it hurts. Yeah. Yep. I love these people and they're not believing what I say, but yeah. I know that I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. The moment that I had to make a hard decision and it was, and I'll never forget it, that you're either going to choose this or you're going to choose that. Yeah. And it was like, you can tell me God called you all the way to Cobb County. And in my mind, I'm like, wow. I don't know what to say. And I said, yes. Yeah. And um, I, call, I called my great aunt. Child to my great aunt. Auntie Brenner is a real OG. She's held me down. Um, because not once, even if she's upset, she'll just be like, I can't get in between whatever God is telling you you need to do. So I want you to follow him and everything because that's what I taught you. It's beautiful. And um, when I made the decision and I was like, I got to I gotta go with this. I got a phone call from Guitar Center. I wow. did not fill out an application. What? I got a contract from World Changers. <laughs> I did not fill out that application. They made me audition on spot. Praise God. And then God. after that, everybody started calling. And then later I got the Braves. So, you know, I think the Braves was a highlight. It was just walking into different seasons, like you said. Yeah. The yeah. Caterpillar stage is not always comfortable. It's, yeah. it's weird because the Caterpillar's cocoon, the inside is actually made out of silk. So it's like it's uncomfortable, but it's also very lavish. Beautiful. Yes. Lavish um, and beautiful as well. Yeah. 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 So that was and like when, my rough patch. Yeah. And and when it transforms into a butterfly, woo, you can just fly, you know, like an eagle as well. An eagle goes mm -hmm. through quite a difficult time and it's I think molting or whatever phase, but we know that eagles, they can soar to great altitudes. And when it grabs a hold of, you know, its prey or whatever, it takes it up way high. And, and the eagle doesn't have to do anything other than soar to a high altitude. And the prey that it has can't sustain and it can't live in that altitude. So those moments um, that... That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So those moments... Yeah, so those moments, it's like that moment, you know, was aligning, it was strengthening, it was building your endurance, you know, for what was ahead for the now moments. And like you said, you know, you didn't have the wisdom then, but you've gained the wisdom through it all. And we know that wisdom is priceless. You know, wisdom is priceless. <laughs> Wow, incredible, incredible journey that you've had. Um, share with the people listening, what advice would you give someone? Maybe they're hesitating to go for what they, you know, are passionate about or uh, feel like is their purpose. What advice would you have for them? My advice would to be, you know, I, I like to keep the playing field open. So whether you believe in God, whether you believe in, I don't know, Buddha, anything, I don't care what yep. you believe. Yep. Tap into whatever your higher source is. Yeah. And Amen. 
Like you have to have something that you can anchor to. I just believe that. Um, yeah. But my advice is if you have something that's in you, I, li- I literally want to like paint a picture of what your life would be like if you don't do it. Wow. Because if you don't do it, the person who is actually connected to you could literally, and I mean literally, die. Come on now. It's, it's heavy. Come you know, on. I think the moment that I realized that, it was like, all right, you're going to have days where you probably feel like quitting, but because you understand the bigger scope of things, you understand that it ain't about you no more. It might have been about you in the beginning when you got this thing that made you fall in love with it, and that was your yeah. escape joke. That was yeah. what made you feel good. That was what made you separate all of the chaos and the nonsense for the, from the world. But now you have become so skilled in that in that craft that now it's a calling. It's a mark. It's yep. a purpose. Come on. And when you mark and you got a purpose, you understand that you're actually connected to someone else. And so... Mm-hmm. I would just encourage people to really think about the next person. Think about it if your mom or your dad or your sister or your cousin or whatever it is that you care about most was connected to you actually doing what you love to do. Because if you don't, you're going to die inside and eventually you'll die outside. And so I would rather live my life on the edge and trying to figure it out, trying to live and walk by faith than not live with any kind of substance or any kind of satisfaction of doing what I'm doing. I mean, last year, I didn't walk away from corporate. I got fired. But I have to say fired because people understand that word, but I didn't get fired. I got promoted. Yes, come on. The reality of it is I would have never quit that job if God told me to. Because I didn't have the balls to do it. I was comfortable. I was making good money. I had good benefits. I enjoyed being there. There's no way I was going to walk away from Apple. And so instead, he pushed me out of that space. And when he pushed me out, it was a celebration. And so yep. here I am a year later, having a launched the business, having have been on wow. national television across the world with places that I didn't even try to be. I didn't get a, I didn't ask for Olay. It was handed to me. Come on. And, and, and I, just, I just want women, I want girls to know, like, you can be all that you dream of being including but not limited to a professional drummer and that's not just for women and girls because i got a soft spot for guys too like if you look at girl on drums you'll realize that it spells out god yes so whatever god that you believe in you know whether it's Buddha, whether it's muhammad whether it's jesus whether it's god whatever it is you're still a god period with a little g and so when you're operating at your maximum power of who you're supposed to be your highest self you walk that way and you understand that you were called to be a certain stature. You were called to stand in a certain mindset. You were called to stand in that, that frame and hold yourself high. And you'll start to see that people will come to you because of what you carry inside. There's some right. I walk into rooms now where I don't wear all of this. I wear black and groups to me. Because then I know that you're called to me. Then I know that you're called to what's on the inside of me and not because of what I have. Because when come people on. can see you without seeing you, you yep. know that that's different. And so I just want to encourage, man, that little kid. So good. Do it. Even if your that's parents so say good. no, do it. Mine told me no. They still tell me no. But it, but you get to a, a space, like I said, when you separate for that season, they're not going to get it in the beginning. And they're not supposed to. Because that's God right. didn't call them. He called you for that vision. 
That's and so right. once you start moving in it, they start to see it and they start understanding it. And when they understand, like, oh my God, I always knew that you were going to be with you in a mind, you're like, okay, yep. girl, whatever. Right? Yep. But they have to see it sometimes in order for it to make sense. And yep. so that's just my word. Uh, I hope that encourages somebody. I hope so that good. somebody, man, to knock those walls down because honestly, they don't even exist. We create them. Problems don't Come exist. On. We create them. Come on. The walls don't exist. We create them. And you've got to see it, and it doesn't matter if another person sees it or not. That is amazing. Well, folks, this is Jazz Kelly, the girl on drums. You can connect with her on Facebook, uh, Jazz Kelly, um, girl on drums. Uh, she's on Twitter. She's on Instagram. You can go to as, at Jazz Kelly or at the girl on drums, and you have a brand, you have apparel, t-shirts, jump, I see your jumper you're wearing, that's awesome, you can purchase those on her website, and go and uh, stalk her on her website at www.girlondrums.com, check her out, like, check out her, um, her videos on drumming, you're on YouTube as well, um, girl on drums, so, so check her out, Amazing jazz. Thank you so, so much. It's been my pleasure oh, thank you. and my honor. And I know that God's catapulted you into, you know, where you are now. And there's so much more for you. And I'm excited to continue watching and seeing all that God does in you and through you and around you. Thank you for spending your precious, valuable time with me. I want to thank you and acknowledge you for listening to my podcast. If you are a friend, family, future friends, or even my husband, I'm grateful. If you have gotten this far, that means you are curious about sharing and living the good news in this modern world. I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at tself at worldchangers.life. Or you can connect with me on Instagram at my podcast with Tina Self.